Welcome to Disruption Now. I'm your host and moderator, Rob Richardson. I'm James Keyes. And I'm Amisha Cross. We are talking about black women in marriage, and I guess we're asking, well, where are all the good men? Or depending on how you ask the question, why can't you get a man? Why don't you find a man? I don't know what we want to say. I'm sorry. Don't take any offense to that. You know I love you, sisters. I really, really, really do. It's just the point of the title. You know, we got to be a little bit provocative. But we are talking about marriage and black women. So there, there was a study that came out with the Journal of uh, Family and Medicine. This wasn't actually directed towards black women. It was about all relationships. But apparently, marriage is down. Amisha, and maybe because people can tell me, uh, marriage is supposed to be down because there's not enough economically attractive men. I mean, that, 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 that was part of the study. And if you take that out to black women, it's probably, I, I would imagine that the problem is even larger it's a, there. It's a lot higher. Yeah. Uh, so you think that is, that, is that something, what does it mean, what is economically attractive? Well, what, what would that mean? There, there are two things here. First of all, one of the reasons that um, a lot of marriage rates have gone down is because um, we're, we're making more conscious decisions when it comes to our budget. At the end of the day, being of the millennial generation, we saw what happened with the crash of 08. And for a lot of people who are still, you know, in the woes of paying back student loans, who aren't able to buy homes right now, who are trying to, you know, make ends meet, but are also, you know, getting jump starts in their careers, what we have taught people for years is that you're supposed to be at a certain level, specifically men are supposed to be at a certain level to be able to provide for a wife and a family. And if you feel like you are not there because of economic disparities, because you're not able to, um, you're, you're not in the position or the role that you would like to be in right now work-wise, if you don't own a home, you're going to delay those things. And right. I think that that's a generational thing that we're seeing right now, but it's also a very strong effect of, our, of what's happened in our economic system. Um, What's economically what does economically attractive mean? So economically like, attractive, seems like a relative term. But economically attractive to me is the synonymous with assertive mating. Under assertive mating, you choose as a female someone who is um, in in economic superior to where you are. So you go so, horizontal. No, it's not even enough to be horizontal. They have to be up. They have to be up. Yes. Oh wow. And now, now wow. depending on oh, the wow. person, that may vary. Right. Um, and, 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 we've, and we see this across we see this across races. Assertative mating right. is not something that is singular just to black women. Actually, every race and demographic has 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 that as a lead when it comes to um, finding right. their mate. Actually, in the African American community, it's a lot lower simply because we don't have a lot of African American males who are going to be able to reach that level because we have more black women that are graduating, we have more black women that are getting jobs, we have more black women that are employed, and we simply have more black women in existence. There are more black female babies born than there yeah. are black males. So, but doesn't that if if we stop there though, that answers your question. If if the um, underlying objective um, for an economically attractive man is one that is doing better. And now we have 2019, we have more college edu educated women entering the workforce and trends have been for the last 20 years or so that women are doing better and better relative to men. Then it seems like it, unless the expectation changes and women would be willing to go horizontally, um, minimally women would be willing to go horizontally there aren't going to be there aren't going to be enough men that are doing better than the women because the women are doing so much better no I, I agree with you there and I think that part of that you know is, is only exacerbated by the policies and the regulations that have made it very hard for black men to get ahead I would argue that throughout history we have seen not as much um, of a higher earning potential for black men as we've seen of men of other races and so black women have always by and large dated men who weren't necessarily or married men who weren't necessarily at the level that other races probably would have deemed attractive yep. when it comes to um, economic benefit. But that, a lot of that is now, because though. there is a recognition of where we are, you know, um, economically, institutionally. 
But we still see, and it's it's sad because, and I have three friends who recently got married, two African-American males, strong African-American males, smart African-American males, jobless African-American males. And I, 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 I am bothered by the fact that there are women right now who are very successful, successful black women who have basically given up on looking for someone who does have a certain economic benefit because those numbers are extremely small. And I don't think that it's okay to applaud or cheer on people who are dating folks who um, are, are struggling. Because at the end of the day, my granddaddy always said, you can do bad by yourself. Right. <laughs> you don't need to bring all the grown but, but men I think, to but, but, but I think there are spectrums to this. Okay, sh- sh- jobless, I get you there. By the way, I, I, I don't want to be with a jobless woman either. So like, I'm on, I'm on a page where I, I don't want to take care of a woman either. Like, I think we should be equal there together. So I think if we're talking about that, I know a lot of men who are absolutely fine with a jobless woman as long as she ranks at a certain level of attractiveness. No, and see, and then I know a lot of women who say, like, you're attractive. You can be the ugliest man ever. You got a lot of money. You're attractive. Right? I mean, like, so I guess the X, Y axis. Well, that's what we have to, we have to play that out, though. There's a spectrum here, you know, like on one end of the spectrum is the economically attractive uh, man. And then on the other is the, the uh, physically attractive man or whatever. And that doesn't mean they're mutually exclusive, but there is a spectrum. And my wife like, I I am both, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my wife actually says all the time that everybody has their deal breakers. And so your deal breakers are the things you just can't deal with. Like you, you that if it, if it comes up, then that's it. Like for some people, deal breakers are like infidelity for other people. Deal breakers are like, you, know, you don't have a job, but for some people, if you're true and you're faithful, you don't have to have a job or, or some other you know way of the thing. So it, 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 for everybody, it's going to be different. Now, Amisha, to your point, I was raised in the way that you have to, to, you know, like have a certain level of, of thing financially about you, to, to take on a wife, you know, to, to start a family and so forth. Yeah. But a lot of people weren't, you know, and, and I, was I actually, too. I, I break this down sometimes, you know, there's, there's two ways, like, let's say you want to get some food or, and you know, like not in current society, but you live rurally, you need some food. Um, there's two ways to get it. You can either farm, you can grow food or you can hunt, you can go, go kill food, you know, like, and there's two ways to procreate in that same way. You know, there's the farmers that, that plant their seeds and they tend to them and they may try to make sure that each seed that they plant, you know, like grows into a strong and healthy human being. But then there's also where you can just go spread it all around. And if you have a hundred kids, then maybe 10 of them without your doing anything will do great. And if you had, then if you had a hundred kids and 10 do great and I had three or four and I work hard, make all of them and, and, you know, bad things can still happen anyway. That person who had a hundred with 10 doing great is ahead of me from a, a, a procreation standpoint. So th- there are a lot of things to consider. Anytime you're looking at human male, female interaction, you know, there's the procreation side, there's the companionship side, which we haven't even touched on yet, right. you know, and which I'm sure we will. But if, if you try to boil any of that stuff down into one or two issues, then you're always going to miss the big picture. I, I agree with that. Just more I also think there's a gross misunderstanding, and a lot of this is social media driven, but also with the with the um, with the growth of a lot of these um, reality TV shows, that people assume that the average man is making a whole lot more, should be making a whole lot more than he is. And I, I say that because if you were to pull people and ask them how much you know they would need to like get married to have a family you're going to find very few people who are not going to shout out some six-figure range yeah. without recognition that the majority Which of american families 95 of y'all are not going to get married because exactly. only five percent of the population makes over it's, six it's, this is what it is like the majority of american families make 54k or less and if we're talking about black families the majority of black families meaning families of three or more are at least thirty-one thousand. so 
at the end of the day, I think that there's a gross overestimation of what people are making in general. Yeah, yeah. And Some of that's sinister, here, you so. know. Some yeah. of that's sinister. Like, I've seen, like, where they studied television and you look at like the sixties or something like that. And the people who would be in these shows would have modest homes and, you know, like it'd be constantly it'd be a bus driver. You'd have a home that looked like a bus driver nowadays on television. Like if you look and if you know this, you pay attention mm-hmm. to it. Like Everybody's balls are like just, Everybody. they, I'm a librarian Everybody. and they'll have like the super ill car and these, you know, decked out houses. Or the people like, on HGTV who are like art teachers, but, but they have like, you know, $400,000 homes yeah. and they can renovate everything. Yeah. I was like, you're yeah. an art teacher. Where is <laughs> so, yeah. this happening? <laughs> so it warps your mind. Not just, just social media, yesterday? but like regular media. Yep, but I, I think so. So back to just focusing on one thing, like expectations. So I think financially, jobless. Okay, I, I get you. You jobless. You probably shouldn't be getting married, if, if particularly if it's jobless for a long period. But if it's someone that has a job but they don't make as much as you, so if you make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and your goal is only to get somebody that makes two hundred thousand, suddenly you've eliminated a lot of really good potential well, men. That that can be. I, I agree partners. with you there. I don't think that that should necessarily be your goal. But if you're in this, if you're in this arena and you are not black. That can definitely be one because your networking potential is higher. Um, you're typically in arenas where people are making what you're making or they're making more, but they just don't look like you. And for black women, what we see is more and more black women who refuse to date outside of their race or refuse to marry outside of their race. And if your only ideal is to have this, and I call them unicorn black men who are making this and who don't have kids, who have everything in order, who are over right. six feet, then yeah, you're probably going to run into some issues. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that, that's a whole lot to ask. So, so you're saying black women should date outside the race more? Absolutely believe so. Yeah. I've done it. Love it. Like at the end of the day, so I think you're saying catch up should, with black men. You're agreeing with me. Like I, you <laughs> I, I think that people should do to, to find love where love is for them. I don't think that if you have done something, you keep knocking your head and it's not working for you, that you right. should keep down that path. However, I say that with the with the caveat that um, you know black men should not be upset about this because at the oh, end of the day, when you talk about it as a black not woman, yeah, there's a lot of upset that comes right. out. And it's just like, oh, well, you're you know you're you're going against your no, race. Wait, wait, which brothers are you talking to? There's an entitlement there. No, you're 100% right. Actually, like you shouldn't disqualify yourself like the. And now this is my personal view. I consider this a very new age view, like old fashioned view. Like you look at marriage. That's like you marry who's around. Like, like 100 years ago, you weren't marrying somebody that that was born on the other side of the country because people just didn't move around that much. Nowadays, people are more connected. You have more options. Options actually paralyze the process too the more options you have the harder it is to make a decision which is why, even yep. perspective options like but I know, would there argue, may not really be an option i would but argue you see all these people and they feel like options yeah but i agree compatibility like just like when you're looking for a mate like how many people are just looking for somebody they can work with marriage in a lot of ways is like you're setting out on a life together to accomplish certain things that hopefully you guys are aligned in what those things are that you're trying to accomplish. Like that's if most you're important. Do that, if you're going to do that, you want somebody that kind of sees things the way that you do and, and approaches problems the way that you do, or no. at least in a way that there's a mutual respect between exactly. the two. Exactly. There's an like, end of this. You wouldn't go into business with somebody you thought was an idiot. <laughs> or that you didn't know how to problem solve. Like, oh, every time there's a problem, my, my business partner loses his mind. Like, well, why would you marry somebody that every time there's a problem, they lose their mind? You know, so a lot of times, like, if you're going to spend a lot of time with people, like, it, it, this is, I guess, as simple as I can make it. Like, if you're going to spend a lot of time with somebody, 
then the, the type of person they are, they're, they're, the things they do well and the things that they yeah. do poorly are going to be in your face a lot. A lot. So you better make sure the things that they, they don't do, that they do poorly are the things that they could get better at, so to speak. Their opportunity areas don't bother you that much. Yep. And, 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 and if and, you pick yep. somebody who their, their, twerk, their quirks bother you, you're setting yourself up for failure. And, so what about compatibility? I, I can tell you this as a person who's been divorced, so I feel like I have some expertise here, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, those things that bother you will be there will be a magnifying glass. They're going to come up again and again. Yeah. So you got to make sure they're not deal breakers and realize what that is. That That is so, so important. But Rob, you know, that would be the case for your friends. Like, let's say yeah. like your friends, like you, you don't live together, you know, so it's like, oh, well, you know, that guy gets on my nerves, but whatever. But if you your your friends, like your your boys, if you moved in together, the little things that they did that annoyed you would drive you crazy if you were around them yeah. all the time. You know, so it's not like a that's not a man woman thing. That's a human interaction thing. And so but you have to take that lesson and apply it to your mate selection. And you, you got know, to people, yeah. also and that's like what Alicia was saying that, you know, it matters like you shouldn't be closing off, you know, 85 percent of the population and say, I can't date anybody that doesn't look like this or that does look like this or whatever. If you do, you know, you just limit your options you know, yeah. with the caveat that you at least want to be attracted to the person. Yeah. You know, like, so, the other part you know, of that, I think, is something that we've seen played out in polls and the numbers as well, um, being that there's a, there are certain avenues of stereotypes that also play a very strong role here, especially for black women when, they're, when the conversation is about expanding your options. Mainly because um, when you're looking at all these social dating apps or you're looking at online dating and things like that and they've pulled various groups of people um the most attractive um in terms of race of male that has been polled regardless of the race of the woman polled sure, is african-american men period Sorry. black women were at the bottom <laughs> oh wait so i'm like at the end of the day really wow. yes of women black women were dead last oh. of all I've races seen, of women. um i've so, seen some of those so, so know, i think that we have wild. to be honest about the fact that um certain stereotypes work in the black male's favor and well, there are certain stereotypes that absolutely do not work for black women even when polling groups of black men and i think that we have to be very honest about those well, that's very true because because talking about relationships because of what you just said you know the stereotype about the black male unicorn right i mean if it's seen that way then you're seen as like this rare commodity you're over six foot you have a six-figure job you're like you know, you're, you're seen as a, as a rare commodity. So, was, of course, people are going to view it that way if it's seen that way. And that's but how- if you have the loud, always angry, in your face, baby mama type thing, those are, there are very few that are considered positive um, stereotypes when it comes to black women in yeah. dating. No, so I, I think that. that that makes it extremely difficult, one, to date outside, but also when a lot of men within the community buy into it. But but I, but I also yeah, think, I would say yeah. Go ahead. There's no caveat needed there. Like that just makes it difficult. That just yeah, makes it difficult. For anybody. I, I mean, you know, like that, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and then if you're in a place like like where we are today here in DC, well, what's the ratio here? Well, there's just too many. There's just too many women to me. Yeah, it's in fifteen to one. So, you told yeah. me yesterday the other day. So, so if you're, at, you're, you're at fifteen to one. So you you're in the situation. So I know you have this. You have the. What, what 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 are the Amisha rules in dating? Like don't you have like well, what's the what are our Amisha? <laughs> <laughs> we talked about because I know there's some. There's some parameters. What, what are they? They are, as much as you guys think they're laughable, they are honest <laughs> and they work. First and foremost, right. you have to you, you have to have a set of rules. You have to know when to cut it off. There are far too many black women who are stuck in these non-relationship situationships for four or five, six years plus. The only thing that that lands you is baby mama status. I'm sorry. Like when you are with someone and you have not gotten engaged, have not gotten a ring, and you are consistently in this 
pseudo, you know, relationship stage, but don't really know what it is and don't have anything to call it. That's it's a called problem. A like, I don't believe personally in dating anybody for over a year, period. Wow. Because I think that you should know. How and do you I define said dating, dating? Like once you, what, from what is, dating to a relationship are two very different things. Okay, so you could be in a relationship for longer oh. than a year. Yes. Okay, so I said, okay, okay. Oh, okay. okay. Somebody has to call it a relationship. Okay, okay. Although that is not uncal- uh, uncommon because, um, and I, I think Rob knows this, but um, I've gone to all white schools, elementary school, high school, college, joined a white sorority. My white female friends will not date a guy for over a year who is not going to propose. That is average for them. And at the end of the day, they end up getting married. Yeah. I think that well, there's a lot of stalling. Con- getting married, not success, by the way. Well, I never said context, that the success rates were Most marriages end in divorce, though, so it's not to say no, that I that's a good that way to do No, I never said the success rates were great. Right, because... But because, we're not getting married at all. So, like, like let's put this in, in but context But is that better here. than... So, like, so, like, you... you what's you, better, though? What's better, though? Because we talked about, look, we talk about the, 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 some, some of these But men. they're still starting families. I think what would be better would be to be smart about this whole thing. I've never been married. Right. I, I also, a millennial, also don't have kids because there right. was no way in hell that I was going to date someone, create right. a family, and not have a marriage. So, I yeah. think that there's something yeah. else to be said here because when you're talking about these relationships that end up, you know, four, five, six years in the making where there isn't anything beyond that, and now you have literally you've lasted more than a lot of people's marriages do. right i know no, if you with somebody four or five six years i mean you, you're making a good point there this is where i'm going though going into a marriage could be even worse though i i i would argue going into a bad marriage is worse than being much worse than being yeah. single so like so like yeah. if you go so like but look, they're not single technically they're on a rotation of disappointment with men and they bring their bitterness and baggage to the next guy but they just gotta leave the guy. They gotta. They, they, they need a Mister's rules there. Cut them off. Like I mean, like I, they're, they're there we agree. But what I'm saying is, if you're in these bad relationships, we talked about this. You got these, because you know we got. We, you know, women are the CIA out there now. We know they got these groups. Is this your man on social media? So guys, beware if you if you're out there creeping. There's you like, shouldn't be or just don't creep. No, don't creep. But just know that that, that somebody knows about you. They got social media. Is this your man? They're going. They're going to spot you. And there's all types. So also, know, if you're in somebody's DMs, it's very easy for you to get caught. Like this is social media. Nothing is extremely private. Nothing completely disappears. So true. Well, but hold up, though. Hold up. In terms of infidelity, I don't think that's ever been an overly innovative or discreet thing. Like people, if you, oh, if you look at people who get people. caught, <laughs> it's always like there's innovative. Oh, yeah, that was. It's it's never like they were James Bond, you know. It's always like, oh yeah, you know, you went next door to not the neighbor men. and not men. you know parked your car at the that, neighbor's that's house. True. That's and, you know, women it's always a lot some, more some stuff like that. Yeah. Now women are now men are not very stealthy. Men, like you said, men would do that and just like yeah, they have a family down the street. Like yeah, like <laughs> I think I think the other piece is mismatches when you're trying to date someone. I've I one of my rules is to never have anything on my list of no's that is also something that I do. Because then it doesn't make sense. That's fair. At the end of the day, I'm somebody who's like, oh, I won't date somebody or be in a relationship with somebody who has kids. You know why? Because I don't. And I, and I want my first, my first experience there to be with somebody else who would also be their first right. experience. Now, I know several people who have a ton who don't necessarily agree with that. Um, or, you know, you, if, if you're somebody who is highly religious and you're a regular churchgoer and you do all these things, but you choose somebody who isn't. Like, there's a certain level of what you're going to go for and what you're not, but you have to also be able to find those things within yourself. So you found that, let's say you found that unicorn black man and he had, and he had one kid, you're saying no, absolutely. He had everything else. He makes a half a million dollars a year. He wants to have a kid with you, but he's got one kid. You're that saying- That kid has a baby mama somewhere and nope. <laughs> 
Oh wow, wow. No, that is a hard and fast. Everybody has a hard and fast. Misha's Misha's a farmer. She's a farmer. She takes it like that's what I was telling you. Like you have to understand in our society, like to navigate, you have to understand that not everybody takes the um, the having of kids and the rearing as kids as seriously as others. You know, Misha takes it very seriously. Some people don't. So for her, that's one of the deal breakers, and that's fine. Like, but that's why it shouldn't be one size fit all. You know, like you need to know what is is your stuff. Now, the problem I see a lot of times with people is that they're not honest with themselves about the things that most people are, are, are that are important to them or that aren't important to them. And then they end up setting themselves up for failure because you get something that you're saying, this is what I want. But then you have it and it's like, oh, well, but this is kind of boring to me or this is kind of, you know, whatever. Like, I they, they assume they can not myself the because I learned this lesson a long time ago, but right. friends where they always would complain that being the nice guy no, always got them, you know, like played or got them, you know, behind. Like I learned that lesson in like middle school. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you're a nice guy. It's a rat for you. You're going to get taken advantage of. But like, I got a lot of friends that are like, oh yeah, I try to be nice to the women and they take advantage. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what happens. Like you, how do you still keep seeing that? Like a buddy, a buddy of mine, like he actually would always, every time he hear a Neo song, he would turn it off and get mad. <laughs> so it's like that, 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 that stuff doesn't work. <laughs> like, he was also man, right. Don't take that so personally, and you know. But it's like so you know. But a lot of a lot of times, women will be out there like, yeah, I want a nice guy, guy that you know does this and does that, and then a nice guy shows up, and then like, man, this dude is weak. whack. He's too whack. He's not. But it goes on that spectrum. Just just kind of like um, I, I saw the what is it? That crazy sexy skill you guys have. We have one about nice guys and guys who also yeah, like our, ours is the hot and crazy matrix. That's yes. what you're talking about. You're, yeah, we, we, we have an equivalent. <laughs> we, have, we have an equivalent. <laughs> We definitely Yo, have no comment, man. No comment. <laughs> no, it's not. My, look, I didn't make the matrix. You're talking about it's online. Rod Richardson did not make this. Look it up. It's, it's, that's I, what it's I'm called. I'm just not commenting on hot or crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we, we do we do have an equivalent because on the one hand, nice means something different to different people. Um, if, if you're somebody who you know respects people, obviously that's something that everybody wants. However, nice to, for some folks can also be extremely boring. And I think that there, there's, there's an extent that, you know, you most want to have a certain level of excitement, want to have a certain level of adventure, yeah. want to know that, you know, feel that extreme, like you exactly. can be the super protector. Sometimes the nice guy seen as weak. Be a little unpredictable. Yeah. No, like, yo, the, the great philosopher that I like to quote, Chris Rock, you know, he, he always had, you know, he had a great, great. Uh, I used that line last night, though, by the way. When he's talking about, you know, what, what was it? Oh, uh, you know, can I uh, gra- gra- grab your hair now? Oh, can I uh, snatch back your butt? Oh, like, yo, well, this stuff is it's, like, it's hard to be a nice, nice guy. He asked permission. And you know, at the same time. Be cool with that. Yeah. But, yo, you know, like, that's not, that doesn't get your heart going, at least from my observation. That kind of stuff. Will get you, you know, like that's gonna be, you know, like that's not gonna get you anyway. And you know, the sooner men learn that, the better. But at the same time, how could you have to be able to balance that with, as you said, not being like on some crazy disrespect stuff? If that's not your style either, you shouldn't be. If you're at heart, you know, a, a decent person, you shouldn't have to be a bad person in order to, you know, excite people. Yeah, no, I agree. At the same time, you better recognize that. Too nice. You, well, you know, just can't be whack. You, know, you just can't be whack is what you're saying to me. Like, there's a difference. Yeah, you just can't be whack. I mean, like it's that. the same thing when we look at certain <laughs> artists who um, who are now uh, married interracially and people talk down about them, but they go back and say, you know, well, I was that nerd guy in high school, yeah. or I was the poet, or See, I was the person the who was into it. art, and none of the black women wanted to talk to me at all. They made fun of me. They didn't think I was cool. They were talking to the athletes. Yep. 
And I'm like, if you take that for so many years, it should not be surprising that this person would look to the people who appreciated them and those people. But did the white woman really want you then? No. Well, that's my <laughs> argument. That's my <laughs> argument. They weren't talking I mean, to you like, then. They weren't talking to you then either. But yeah, I mean, yo, but, I'm gonna tell y'all something, man. If I could give any advice, I've been married, you know, 11 years. If I get any advice, like if you could find, if you find somebody that that you know values you that you can work with, yep. ride with it because that's that. the hardest thing to find because like. That, that interaction, again, you got to deal with somebody every single day. That is so difficult. And it's hard to deal with you when you used to live with your parents. It's hard to deal with your parents every single day. It's hard to deal with your siblings every single day. And so, like, if you can find somebody that you can ride with and they can ride with you, that's all you really should be looking for. Yeah. You know, like, obviously, you'd like to be attracted to them. You like other things. But, and, you know, ultimately, day to day, you know, with the same person is very difficult. And then, you know, arguably, you know, like we don't even know for sure if human beings are really wired for monogamy, you know, like maybe that's our problem. You know what I'm saying? We don't know. You know, I'm not saying we aren't. I'm just uh, saying all scientific know. evidence like, actually says that we are not. Literally. I've seen that too. I've seen that too. Yeah, yeah, yep. Go ahead. So, you know, maybe our mistake is that there are just a lot of lame dudes who can't support women, <laughs> but us forcing, you know, women to, to, to try to sort through the lame dudes instead of just, you know, yeah, hopping on, lame. you know, as number two with the live dudes. Maybe that's our problem. You know, I don't know. You know, like if we, oh I'll God. put it like this. If lions had to go monogamous, then lions wouldn't exist anymore because most of those lions, you know, they, they, they got the, the pack leader, you know, like they got the, the head, head lion with his pride. And then they got the rest of the dudes just chilling. They're like, oh, you know, what's going on? So, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying that's what should be. But here at Disruption Now, we ask those questions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we always ask the question. So, look, here's a, here's a, look, we, we, we know the numbers aren't necessarily favorable, but. But they aren't favorable for the entirety of the black community. Correct. I would argue that part of that is also um, we've moved away from as a society, a black society, because we still even though the numbers of marriage are down overall, no matter what color you are. The black community suffers the most. By a lot, by a lot. You're, that's, and, that's and part of that, oh, I would argue, of even among marriageable trends. people, yes. always, even among marriageable black people, we hit, hit it the most, or we feel it yep. the most, is because we don't have a culture within our community that instills it anymore. Yeah. That did exist. Yeah. It existed a generation ago. It existed two or three generations ago. Something happened towards, you know, uh, well, actually after the crack epidemic, where we saw an expansive amount of people who no longer view this as something that is important. It's no longer <laughs> talked about. Um, it, it's just not something that is a community value. Right. And I think that as long as yeah. we have that problem, mm -hmm. even if you have the greatest guys available, right. you're still going to have well, people who aren't necessarily no, going to do that's this. The point. And I think there's several the layers to why that is. And so, you know, from, uh, uh, since it's from a woman's point of view, I would say from a man's point of view, how they view some of this. So, you know, I know we have a lot more successful black women nowadays. There's no question. And, and so when you get into a relationship, you know, you, there, there is when you when, when you decide to get into a relationship, this is a fact, I think, of relationships. You are no longer independent. You're interdependent. And if you come to the relationship as like you do at work, like I'm the boss and I'm in charge. And you come from that as, as a woman with a man, a man, it's going to be hard, right? Because you, you have to learn to be interdependent and work together. And I've seen that play out, particularly if you have, you know, people that are not necessarily on the same economic level. So th those dynamics that end up playing out. And I think, you know, learning how to actually separate those, uh, being in a relationship and understanding that there is interdependence versus being independent. Because I've heard women say, I'm always going to well, be independent. Like, then why are you in a relationship? Why are you want to be married? 
But Rob, that that's a that's a people thing. Again, all of these things we're talking about are people issues. Like in, in you go to any environment, there are good managers and there are bad managers in terms of dealing yes. with people that are subordinate to them or that are under them. Some managers can take the people that work for them and make them feel amazing, make them feel valued, make them feel like the team couldn't exist without them. All the people that work for them feel like shit. And so it shouldn't be a surprise that in marriages, if somebody, one person has the upper hand, this is, and that's not unique to women either. No, it's right? not. Men, no, no, no. Men, men, men have been doing it for decades. Yeah. Or the, so the, 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 you know, just the pecking order in terms of two people, whoever has the upper hand in that sense, one, one side or one, one person can make that other person feel valued and mm-hmm. part of the team, an, an irreplaceable part of the team. And another can make them feel like nothing. Like they, you know, yep. like everything would be better if they just went away. So that again, that's a human problem. Amisha's yep. point that I wanted to touch on, it was such a, such an amazing point as far as like as a, as a culture, you know, as a, in, in the culture, valuing that bond. And it's definitely something that's lost. And the question really has to be, how can you get it back? Because I'm a firm believer that in, in marriage, you know, two people can, if you have a solid relationship, you can accomplish more than one. Yeah, you know, like you can, you can cover more ground. You can accomplish more in terms of, of raising kids, raising balance and, and well-adjusted kids. Now, nothing's perfect. But it's still you can accomplish more. So how do we get that value back in, in, into the, the culture? Because all of the, the trends that you, that you see in American culture, always we feel it more than everybody else. And one other thing, it, the, I hate to, to go to an ageist point here, but some of this, though, we, we have to look at the older generations, one that are still that are still working you know, much later <laughs> than, than previous generations. And so the people that are coming up can't continue to rise because all of the positions are still being held. You know, not all of them, but a lot, a lot of, of them are positions and mid level positions. 60 year olds, 70 year olds, 80 year olds still working. And then also the, the, the system they set up where r- wages relative to inflation have not gone up in 40 years. You know, so people are not making while the economy is making so much more money. All of that money is being hoarded by the capital. That, that, that's such a great and so point. Workers are not advancing. And so, of course, mm-hmm. there's less money for people to feel comfortable getting buying houses and getting married because all of that money is being taken out of the system by the capital class and mm-hmm. not being put back in. And the talking point by the right has often been that you have to first get married to, make, to get to, to have wealth. And it looks like it's the exact opposite. People want to have money before they actually get married. And so it looks like people are doing better. That's a matter of degree, though. Right, right. That's a matter of degree. Like, you don't want to get married broke. You don't have to have a million dollars. But but, but, all I'm saying is the the, the numbers do show that those who are married are doing better financially. But they probably, no, they were doing better because they were middle class before. It's not, it's the opposite. It's not like getting getting married makes you because part of the num- middle class. Because the numbers it also doesn't. show that those who were in poverty before they got married are typically still in poverty. <laughs> That's exactly so, right. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. That's exactly right. So like, it's not like that That will not cure you. That will not make you have a better job because you got married. It just doesn't. I mean, there's and no... And so if you remove all the economic or most of the economic prospects to really grow and, and go from, from a lower income to a middle class income, if that, that's all taken away for the most part, then it becomes harder for people to to grow. I mean, now I am of the belief, though, that if you can if you have a aligned mindset in terms of a marriage unit, then you can do more with less and you can grow faster. But yes, there still needs to be a place to grow from. You know, you can't start with zero and expect to be at a thousand the next day. Like you need somewhere to grow from. And that's where those opportunities where you have your foot in the door and then you say, OK, we're working this together where we both have our foot in the door and we're pushing it up together versus 
okay, I have nothing, you have nothing. Right. Let's get married and see what happens. No, that's you not know, a good like, way to go. That's, that's not, that. you know, we're, no, that's not a good idea. Now, I, I can also tell you, so from my, you giving your perspective as a married person, I give you my, my perspective as a person who's dated on the scene for a while as a divorced person, here's what you don't want to do. Like, do not come into a relationship, or, or actually, let's say dating, trying to just talk about all the value you bring. Like, if everything is transactional, like, I, I've, yeah. had, I've seen this happen a lot. Like, like you know, I, I was, I'm not going to say anything about the person I was dating. It was the person I was dating, and every time, every time something would come up, she would remind me about what she did for me. I'm like, my, what, what is this? A, is this a contract? Like, what are we like? Like every single second, like it has to be reminded. Like, I don't even like those type of work relationships, actually. So I'm definitely yeah. not going to. Well, yes, people do that. People do that, and it is annoying. But I think that in some cases, women do it because, and this, not to say anything about you, but there no, are you can a talk lot about me. Of, it's good. Well, I, I don't know it. you on that level, but there are a lot. Of, there are a lot of men who will take advantage of a woman's ability to get to to get them to another place. Right. So they are like riders until they've risen to their status, and then they drop that chick. That's fair. So That's fair. she is and, very serious so about what bringing I did, it up. So what I did there, because I thought that was the case, so I said every time, like I, I equally made sure I did everything possible to help out all the way. And so I didn't think that was fair. And like I look at it this way: don't don't you can't expect anything from anybody. And actually, so if you do something for somebody. And they don't reciprocate in some way, then that that's enough of a signal. You don't. Then that just means stop doing it for them. Exactly. That's what that should mean. Like it doesn't yeah. mean like you don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You reminding me every second that you were doing something for me is making me like God. I don't want to like I stop asking. Like, but I, I also I, think about just like when I think about you know guys who have certain issues like that. It may not have been you. It might have been the past five people that she dated. It, it, or whatever. it was definitely her. Also had issues <laughs> had issues where you know they were gimme type people. Yeah. No. No. I get it. I get it. But I also think there's some. You know, there's some control. Like, again, guys do this too. Like, I did this for you. Like, don't forget, nah, I did this for you. but that's the key takeaway. That's like, why we are independent. Things that you don't like. The things that you don't like in women, guess what? You don't like them in men. <laughs> not like, it's not some secret here. Like, yo, if this is not the kind of person that you would want to hang out with or spend your free time with, then it's probably not a good person to have a relationship with. Yeah. No matter what they look like. No matter or, what they look you know, like. any characteristic about them. You know, like... That's the, if you're going to spend a life, if it's a booty call, it could be whatever. But if it's going to be, you're going to spend some time with somebody, then it has to be somebody that you, you like the person they are, you can spend time with and that you don't walk away feeling exhausted. Like I had, I've had friends that it's like, oh man, every time I'm around this person, I'm watching my pockets. Like, yo, what's this person doing? Like, I wouldn't want to marry a woman like that. I wouldn't want to have a guy like that who's a friend, you know? So it's, it, there's, that's the secret, I guess, is if this is a characteristic that you don't like, whether it's in a male or a female, that's right. Probably shouldn't marry. But just like like you said, like you know, being very generalistic here, but you know, men often go towards just looks. But if, it, if that's just your pursuit or just or just pleasure, because you can all, like I tell people, you can all you can always find somebody that looks better. You can always find somebody that's going to do more. You can all that all that's true. But if yeah. they yeah, always. Always. You, but, you, you were part of that no, cheering session a little too loud. I, tell, <laughs> I live in Miami. You know, I live outside of Miami. And I tell people, I've told Rob this. Yeah. Like, look. That advice probably came from you. I don't know. And not if, if you, somebody that looks, you know, it looks a certain way, it looks amazing or whatever, you'll never win. Never. Because no matter what, who you're with, you will always see somebody that looks better. And yep. then what are you going to do? Yep. Like, so that's it, also a like Chris Rock quote too. Never-ending pursuit. Like, well, I keep saying, you you find somebody that you you rock with, that you dig, they dig. Right. Not just looks. Looks is a part of it. Oh, they got to be attraction. You're, you're I mean, the that, best that, looks. Yes. Like you'll just you never can stop chasing because no, yeah, there's exactly. always somebody that looks better. 
or it has a bigger booty or, or whatever, you know, looks whatever. Like it's always that. Or who so visited Dr. Miami? The guiding principle. <laughs> yep, but look, that can't be your guiding principle because I guarantee you, you're going to go unsatisfied. It's not, it's not going to work for you long-term. And so that's all I got to say. Um, I'm sure we're going to make a lot of people mad with this one, but you know, that's part of what disruption is about. I'm Rob Richardson. This is honesty. That's it. You know, I'm James Keys. And I'm Amisha Cross. And we'll see you next time.